Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com/marathon. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I have no idea why any team comes out and talks about their depth chart, their roster chart, whatever, whatever, however you want to frame this thing. It is way too early to be making statements like this, or this guy's going to be this, or that guy. What if he goes out and has a terrible preseason? Like, you're telling me you just drafted Fields, you're not going to use the guy? I mean, if he fits in and can take this offense to a completely different level, you're going to stay with a guy that you just brought in to be a stopgap anyway? No, nah, I'm with you, Jay. Like, I, I think this is just, you know, keep Dalton happy, keep everybody in the locker room understanding, hey, our, our job is to go win. You know, Pace and Nagy, both their jobs are on the line, so they're trying to do whatever they can to limit distraction. But but you and I, we all know, sitting on this thing, if Justin Fields comes out and produces, that's the cat who's going to be playing. Uh, it doesn't matter what, what they say about Andy Dalton in May. we got a long time before that thing really, the real whistles blow. It matters. That's Jeff Saturday. Because what else would we talk about if you didn't talk about all that stuff? <laughs> I assume that's Jeff Saturday. Yeah, I know that's him. <laughs> Nailed it. Hey, what's uh, the Jags? I don't know if you mentioned this or not. Well, I was attending to some technical things. Sure. Chief Engineer Brent Martineau. Boom. I got fired today. Yeah, fired again? You <laughs> fired yourself? Out. Fired yourself, man. <laughs> it is amazing. I'll, I'll give you a quick little story. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, never early, mm-hmm. right? That's crystal clear and well known. That is correct. I got there the earliest to this. Uh, we we're going to do a remote. Yeah. I got there the earliest I've ever been to any remote. Mm-hmm. And it's like the first time a remote's gone wrong. Knock on wood. <laughs> like, I just couldn't get the stuff to fire up completely, so it, I, it, it, you could hear it, but it didn't sound great. And so, um, but what's the moral of the story? Don't get there early. Doesn't help. Sure, it didn't help. If that's the philosophy you want to live by, I didn't. I mean, I, I tried all these different things, it still didn't help. And here I am, back in the studio. But at least you exhausted all options. I feel like if you got there late, you would have tried one and then been like, "Well, I'm screwed," and then you probably yeah. would have been a lot more stressed. Maybe. Nah, there's no stress. Maybe a little ticked off. Sure. But uh, the problem is when you can't figure out exactly why. That's the problem with technical issues. Mm -hmm. Like, you just don't know exactly what it is. That's why there's experts. You can ask people that, well, you can ask the experts, Mm -hmm. or so-called experts, that know this a little bit more, Mm -hmm. and they don't know either. Uh, You'll love this. So, Austin, in, in, in the board that I have to run right here, right? Yes. There are boards in other stations. So the other station that we work on from time to time, after this show, I go in there. Yes. I go in there the other day, and the board oh, is... Oh, was it? Did it have the the, the, the things on it? Completely the frozen? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, so, hey, Coos, what we want to do with that one is you want to take the second outlet, like the second one on the bottom, unplug yeah, that, yeah. wait three seconds, plug it but back in. But that's what I'm saying is when that happened, I called the, the, 
the so-called professionals. I'm like, As hey, the whole thing's off. What do you want me to do? They're like, hey, go and unplug it and plug it back in. And I was like, it. are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah that's what like, but Nick and Cruz are sitting there telling me, like, hey, just turn it off and turn it on. Yeah. Unplug the thing. Yeah, just Listen, try that. I know that. I try that yeah. stuff, all right? Like, you got three different ways. You can either plug into Ethernet, you can get into Wi-Fi, or you can just use the cells signal yeah i couldn't get any of them to work it's insane i don't know how much that board costs another room 20 grand maybe this, is, well, this one's the same board okay the same thing, say yeah. more than that right it's it amazes expensive. me when you spend that much money on something and then it has a fault where it just freezes out of the blue right. and it's when you call like the professionals it's like oh yeah it freezes sometimes how much did you spend on this yeah right like, if you spent 300 bucks on a toaster, it better not, better not freeze. Down. Yeah, exactly. The toaster better not freeze. That, really. that, that, toaster toaster better that would stuck. be the opposite of what it's supposed better to do. Better not get stuck. Better be perfect <laughs> toast every single time. Well, the toaster actually probably saved our lives the other day, by the way. Bro. There it is. I didn't tell you this. There's, yeah. a, so, there's a testimonial. So, so we've been using the air fryer for almost every single dinner, right? Yeah. What I didn't realize is the back of the air fryer is where the hot air comes out. That's been up against the wall in our kitchen since we put it there. To say it was put making a burn mark would be an understatement. And really? So you got to pull it away from Ooh, the... You ain't getting the deposit back. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. So that, that's it. interesting. So it <laughs> yeah, created a burn mark. Yeah, yeah. Very much a burn mark. Is your air fryer against the wall? Well, we've moved it around, so that okay. first okay, of all... That helps. I don't, and I don't know if we've done it intentionally for that purpose. Sure, sure. But I didn't realize uh, it's that not is, like It's not like the hottest air that comes... Because I was like yeah, feeling it but afterwards. But it's enough. But it's yeah. enough that if you're doing that every time for, say, a 10-minute period every night now... Yeah. That, what do you have that, right there? Paint or, like, wallpaper or what? It was actually an outlet that started to... Like, the <laughs> plastic... All <laughs> melted. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that would have been good. Well, I'm like so the really surprised. Saved your lives. In I mean, a, let's in not a, over dramatize this, but the toaster saved your lives. That's testimonial. I don't want to take it too far, but Trevor Lawrence saved my life. Well, yeah. Okay, well, or that too, <laughs> or, Brent or that too, or Brent Marno. Yeah, or that too. I mean, Trevor I mean, gets enough love around here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're a toaster company and you're going to call yourself and say that you're you're not a toaster, you're a revolution, then you can say that thing saved your life. Yes. Like, it's the same amount of aggressiveness. This is the greatest testimonial ever. Yeah, it is, man. Cruz, let them know. How crazy is that? Tell them about that. That is awesome. Yeah, but of course, my first, Nicole's whole thing was like, man, we could have started a fire. And I'm looking at I'm like, oh, we're not getting our deposit back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you're thinking real. Uh, yeah. So did Nicole try the toaster yet? She did. Yeah, we we made some toast last night. Was she in awe of the she, toaster? She was impressed. Yep. Yeah. The, so from videos, I, things in life. well, so from videos <laughs> I put out, there was some belief that there was going to be a countdown from the start, which also well, there which isn't is a countdown. Thought, yeah. It does like a tra- it does like a loading screen, and then once uh, it gets yep. to ten, it counts down. So she was. So when it's about done. It yeah. doesn't start counting down, and then okay. it does a nice yeah. little chime. As it has the, a chime. Has the bread? Can you change chime? the chime? I'm kind of hoping. Like I want, like yeah. I want to like, change that. Can you that. put my voice on it? Is what I'm getting. I'm not at. sure. Ooh, now we're talking. Hey, Kuz, congratulations your on your toast wedding. is done. <laughs> <laughs> or Kuz, you've been toasted. <laughs> toasted. <laughs> or Kuz, you're oh, toasted man. again. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, hey, revolution. You, you got something Rip there, cooking. dude. You got we're something there. We're on to something here. I know. I mean, that would be awesome. I feel like maybe you can. Who knows? Untapped market. Do we know? That's the. Here's the thing. 
We got to find out if like Trevor Lawrence is ever on like Cameo and get him to say something. Well, that's what I'm Ooh. thinking, right? I mean, he's, he's, not, he's not gonna be on Cameo. He's not, he he's, doesn't he's, need he's that. Too good for he doesn't need Cameo. He's got all the local endorsers. He's too good for Cameo. I'm just saying. <laughs> now me, on the other hand, I'm not. Hey, I'll be on the first one on the toaster. Hey, Rev Cooking, let's up let's update the Twitter page a little bit, huh? Last tweet was April 23rd, talking about you know. Well, they've been, they've probably been retweeting everything all of us have been tweeting about. Him. There's no way Rev Cooking has had to have the biggest bump in the Jacksonville market more than any other market in the United States. Oh, without a doubt. Right? That's, I mean, that's, it, a, that's a no-brainer. They might as well no move their headquarters here. They, that's they a no-brainer. They probably should. I, unless every Kardashian spends their money on one, yeah, it's definitely Jacksonville. Yeah, I would think so. 878 followers, huh? Let's step it up a little bit. Rev. I think they do more. They don't push a lot out down there. I think they just kind of retweet. Okay. A lot okay. or like can retweet. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you have that the the best toaster you can get, I mean, it speaks for itself. Yeah, when you're you know? not worried about social media because you just got the best toaster. That's yeah. true. Uh, hey, did you see this story? It's time for some sunshine and rainbows brought to you by A1A Solar. And, you know, Charles Barkley's one of the coolest guys on the planet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see this story about Charles? No, I don't think so. I'm just saying, yeah, he's a, he's a cool but, but guy. Yeah, he's a cool guy, yeah. right? Well, Barkley... He is – I went to a uh, travel ball tournament in Alabama, and it was near his high school okay. in uh, Leeds, Alabama, I think it is. And uh, so we went by that big statue of Charles out there, and it's kind of like cool. Like, I'm not really like, hey, let's go here, let's go there, but mm-hmm. it was actually kind of cool to drive by the high school where Charles Barkley was. And you're in that town where Charles Barkley was, was born and raised. That's and, cool. And went to school. Well, he quietly has all, always given back to his school, always been a big fan of Auburn and, um, and, and obviously the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. So I'll just give you a brief, like, backstory of what Charles has done, uh, according to this post. Uh, they reminded us, uh, he says, remind on their Facebook page that over the last few years, Charles has donated the school system over $3 million in student scholarships for kids to attend college. Nice. Okay. Uh, and I think I've heard about that. Over the last year, Charles has bought laptops and Wi-Fi for every student to assure that they have been properly equipped for virtual learning. He has donated money for cleaning supplies to ensure that schools are clean. Charles has even bought the band members new uniforms. And now Charles Barkley has given each and every school system employee a $1,000 end of the school year bonus for their hard work during what has been a challenging time. Mm-hmm. So with over 225 school system employees, Charles donated over $225,000. Mm-hmm. How about that? That's awesome, man. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. I mean, just the whole back. It's good to give back. Yeah. It's just uh, but like, like but all he never aspects, even, home, even right? like the band. You know, I mean, it's cool. He's taking care of like because so sometimes guys go back. Uh, I'll build a new gym or I'll give the equipment, like the football team, new equipment. But like, yeah, it seems like he's taking care of everybody of where he's from. That's the, that's the way to do it. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Like, I, I love the giving back stuff anyway. When you reach, you could easily forget after all these years about your high school, mm. you know, but to through this tough time and for him as big as he is there. I mean, hey, Charles Barkley went here. Yeah. We got a statue out front yeah. of Charles Barkley. And uh, I just think that's really cool. There's a lot of fun things with Charles, and I think some people you either like it or you, you don't. I mean, no, it, to me, sure. he doesn't seem very political at all because he just kind of says it how it is. Mm-hmm. But um, that is very cool, Charles Barkley. So a little sunshine and rainbows for Charles Barkley and his hometown back there in Alabama. Hey, if you're looking for a good-paying job with a flexible work schedule, 
And benefits? How about A1A Solar? They are looking for you. $70,000, a reasonable first-year expectation. Seasoned reps can easily make six figures. Leads provided as well in health, dental, 401k benefits along the way. A1A Solar, tremendous company. Voted best places to work in Jacksonville recently and veteran-owned business of the year. So be a part of an awesome company, A1A Solar. Visit A1ASolar.com each and every day on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. A1A Solar brings you sunshine. And rainbows. I got another bonus sunshine and rainbows. Congratulations to DJ Chark. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, has, yeah. Uh, had the baby. Yep. And so he's a new daddy. So good for him. And the Jaguars, I started to say it this segment before we get into Coos and the Toaster, uh, they have had near-perfect participation at voluntary on-field workouts this week. Cool. They, they announce it? Uh, I can confirm it. Oh, right on. <laughs> cool. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not like, hey, congrats. Like, hey, we had, I, I thought the Twitter team would have put something out. No, kind of bragging somebody, about uh, it. I think, who said it? I think it was one of the players that said it. Okay. I think it was so, someone tweeted it. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw a player tweet it. Okay. But anyway, I've just kind of confirmed it. Gotcha. Okay, confirmed. <laughs> so, gotcha. Uh, well, but that's great. What does that say? What does that mean? What is, again, this is a voluntary time. You don't yeah, have to yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, it's the easiest time not to show if you're a veteran for a couple of reasons, in my opinion. There's a trend to not show across mm-hmm. the NFL. Mm-hmm. But also, you proved last year that you could play without showing this time of year. So you not only proved it to the organization, the fans, but also yourself. Yeah. And also, you're trying to stay true to kind of the NFLPA a little bit and everybody else joining hands and being united and saying, well, hey, we don't need to be here. We don't need... But the Jags are bucking that trend a little bit, and there's other teams, too. And there's been negotiations with Brian Flores in Miami. I know he got uh, kind of that story was out there about how he negotiated and said, hey, there will be less exertion, but we want you in here to learn. And they kind of around the NFL and the NFLPA, the coaches and the players are kind of negotiating on their own (laughs) to say, hey, we think this is best. All right. Let's let's find a happy medium here. And so Urban Meyer could have. Some, I guess, battles this going on that that he wouldn't want to have to deal with, but it's just the nature of being in the NFL. But he doesn't have to deal with them. That's mm-hmm. a nice plus side for Urban Meyer in his first year that he doesn't have to. I don't know if deal with is the right word, but at least he doesn't have to worry about that distraction. Doesn't have to worry about maybe unhappy players. Uh, for the most part, they have had unbelievable participation out there. Yeah. Uh, Eighty-nine players uh, are on the roster. One wait. Waiting to be on the roster, we think. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's pretty good, I guess, in Jacksonville. It's not a. It's certainly not a bad thing. I wouldn't sit here and say it's the worst thing if they only had sixty-five guys showing up. But I, I no, think this is a good uh, thing. No, I mean, obviously, it's a good thing because when you get the whole team together, it is definitely a good thing. And to me, it's what we talked about in the past. I mean, this is a chance to impress Urban Meyer, and this is what this is. This is a first-year head coach coming into here and. If you've been here in the past, you have a 1-15 in 15 film as your resume. So I don't call them brownie points, but any chance you have you know, to see Urban Meyer say what's up, work out in front of him, whatever the case may be, that's good. You're on his radar. You went from being the youngest team in the NFL last year to one of the youngest teams now in the NFL. And why did you do that? Because you got a bunch of free agents in. Anytime you get a certain amount of money and you're new to a team, you want to be you know, one of the guys in the building because – You've been compensated as such, so you kind of owe it to your team to be there. Now, not every single free agent does that, but I think a majority of them do, just out of respect, out of saying, hey, thanks for giving me that big paycheck. I'm here now. What do you need me to do? Be a leader, all that stuff. 
So it's it's a combination of two things. It's a combination of young guys being in that building, trying to make a good first impression, trying to make the team, because we've seen guys like, you know, Josiah Scott, guys like Josh Oliver, who haven't really even had a chance to showcase uh, their skills and talent for Urban Meyer, set aside from what they put on film. Well, they're gone now. So to me, it's the first impression. It's the job interview from the young guys on the team. And from the veterans, it's, hey, thanks for the opportunity. Let me repay you. You're a first-year coach. Let me show up here and obviously try to have close to 100% participation. Yeah, I again, I think it's – I don't know we need to over-dramatize it. I think it's a good thing. I, I'm trying to think from a player's perspective, Austin. Mm-hmm. There's three things right now that get me in the building. Mm-hmm. Well, let me add a fourth. Let me go with the obvious. Uh, listen, I think they have the facilities. I, this is where I get my work in. Um, if, if I'm – believe me, I, I'm this guy – the reason I'll go join a gym or, or something else is because I work harder if I'm in there than if I'm on my own. I, I just uh, – and I don't even know if work harder yeah. is the right word. It's just yeah, like yeah. I, I feel like I'll get more out of it, uh, maybe the competitive side of me, or well, I'll get pushed a little bit more. I, You know, I, I can do – X amount of push-ups, but I, I feel like if you're yelling at me to do 10 more, I'll get the 10 more done, you know? Yeah. So there's a little bit but, of that. But everyone's people. different in that nature. Absolutely. And, is, and some guys prefer and get more motivation to work out by themselves at home true. and have their home gyms. And or everything. are really comfortable with who they're working out with, true. you know, whether that's yeah. a trainer or even other athletes. Yeah. So, But I do think that's a reason why some might be here. Sure. Uh, I would say, secondly, we are all this way. When there's something new, I think... You want to see it. (laughs) If you if you know you're getting a new car, Mm -hmm. you hate the fact that these days you might have to wait a couple of months. Sure. Because they're on back order. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Uh, There's not enough inventory. Yeah. So. But you can't wait. Mm -hmm. Even though you're already making the payment, you know, it's going to cost you a little something. You can't wait. Mm -hmm. I think there's a little bit of that in some of these players. Urban Meyer has been hyped up. They all know who Urban Meyer is. This isn't Dan Campbell who they had to go Google, mm-hmm. you know. This is Urban Meyer. These guys know they, half of them were recruited by Urban Meyer at one point or another. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not saying that means they all love Urban Meyer and they think he's going like Vince Lombardi. But I do think there's a curiosity about what's going on in that building. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's one reason players. I'll tell you, the other guy I think that does that is Trevor Lawrence. I mean, we've been hearing – if I'm a player on the Jags, I've been hearing about Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. I'm like – all right, let's go see this guy. Let's see. What is – is he a good dude? Yeah. You know, is he as big as they all say in person? You mm-hmm. know, is the hair really that good looking? Mm-hmm. You know, or – and if we can get on the field, can he really sling it? Sure. You know, what does it look like? I, I don't want to wait till August. I want to see it if I'm a – the long snapper, I might want to see it. Yeah. You know, so I think there's – my point being there's curiosity. Yeah. I think amongst the Jaguars roster right now to say – what does this all look like? And by the way, last year was so miserable. What is it going to take for us to turn this thing around? I hope it looks like it's going to turn it around. See, to me, you missed the biggest factor, though. That's job security. That's a good one. Now, I wasn't going to go there. My last one here, and, and I did three, but I added the fourth. And, and and the one I added was really just I feel better working out there. This one I had on, on my list. That's the Juwan James situation. And so it's a little bit different to you. I know job security for you. It's like I want to go make a first impression. I want the coaches to know who I am. I want them to see them see how I work. Right. Yep. That's what you're saying. And and I think that's probably I probably should add that to the list. But I think along those lines, somewhere is this Juwan James thing's interesting because he gets hurt away from the facility and now they cut him and it's ten million dollars potentially lost mm-hmm. now. Right or wrong, we all debate the stuff. What does it mean for the NFL? What does it mean for Juwan James? 
The problem for this group of players is they don't have time to see how that plays out. If they get hurt away from the facility, they could get the same treatment. And so now I I do feel like until they come to a resolution on that topic, you're probably going to see more players saying, well, listen, I mean, I get hurt anywhere. I don't want to risk that. You know, I, I if I have a choice, I'm going to come in here so I get my five million bucks if I get hurt. No, for you sure. Know, or whatever it is. So For sure. I, I, but in your point, job security, where does it land? You know, especially that back end of the roster. Of course. But that doesn't necessarily – like Marvin Jones, and I always – I don't know why I keep coming to Marvin Jones. Mm-hmm. He's just a 30-year-old guy who's been around the league. He don't worry about job security. But why he's is also, he here? Because he just got a contract. And he's trying to make a good, good first impression. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. so mean, everybody's got their reasons. Yeah. But he doesn't have to do that. He's still going to get reps and going to play in the fall. Okay, but let's put it in your perspective. Say you sign with a news station and they give you a fat new contract. And they're saying, hey, by the way, we're going to have this group meeting here. But you don't have to be. I mean, we'd like you to be there, but you don't have to be there. Odds are if you get a new contract, yeah. a lot of money, you're probably going to be there. I'm probably going to be there. Yeah. yeah that's good uh, and that's what most people would do. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. It's just not a good – showing good faith, I guess yeah, you'd call Yeah, I guess it. If, I, if I backtracked and said, hey, let me go find all the guys that were paid big dollars, are any of those guys not showing up? Yeah. The answer to your point? Except maybe Albert Hansworth. I yeah. can think of. They'll probably yeah. all say, yeah, they're going to be there, right? Yeah. Um, hey, Steph Curry, LeBron James. I mean, Must has there TV. ever been anything bigger or like an opening round of a Must playoff than that? Can't get Am I over dramatizing? No. You are Am not. I calling Tyreek Hill the biggest deep threat ever? Might be doing that a little <laughs> bit because there's a guy by the name of Randy Moss who has something to say about <laughs> yeah. that. I'm not calling Tyreek Hill the biggest deep threat ever. Somebody Good. else did. Yeah. But it's PFF. Yeah. And LeBron, that's big. Yeah. Talk about it next ESPN 690. Brent Martino. I, I finished hey. second, right? I lost in the championship yeah. to you. Austin Lane. I, hey, you know what? You didn't win, okay? I, that's all that I didn't win. Don't, don't worry about what you did last year. You no, didn't win. I okay? didn't win, and yeah. I auto-drafted. <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I hope everybody on here is the, the chatter about, you know, even at this point, how we match up with L.A. or potentially with, you know, Phoenix or Utah if we get through this play-in tournament and all that. Nobody thought we were going to even be in this position. Uh, a lot of People had us way, way, way down the standings coming in after Clay got hurt. So there's a lot of things that we've already uh, flipped on its head to this point. So we might as well keep going. That is Steph Curry. Is this Steph Curry's best year? Whew. This is to me, by the I'll say, I'll tell you, I'll answer my own question. I think it is. Yeah. Like, I think it's really hard. He's got to do it by himself. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing we asked about Steph Curry. Like, we know LeBron can do it by himself. Yeah. He had to do it for years on Cleveland. We we weren't sure about that with Steph Curry. Sure, Steph Curry is a fantastic player, but can he carry the freight? You know, when you really don't have a lot around you or a, enough around you in today's NBA, I think he's answered the bell in a big time way. And I'm I, I'll be honest, in a way that I didn't know he could. Uh, you know, I he's a he's a supreme talent and player, and he's changed the game and all those things. But he works very well when they've had in that that model of three stars. You know, of Clay Thompson and Durant, and how do you guard that guy too? You know. Well, now he's he's just been so impressive, especially the last couple months. Yeah. That uh, I think this is. I, I would say, I'll just say this: whether it's his best year or not, I'm the most impressed with Steph Curry this year than I have been in his entire career. And I think that definitely warrants, um, yeah, consideration for sure. I mean, he, he's had some monumental seasons, MVP type seasons, but what he's been able to do essentially by himself. And once again, like this year, more than any year, it seems like he's unguardable. 
Like before, it's like, okay, he's having an off night. Give it to Clay Thompson. We had Kevin Durant. Give it to Kevin Durant. Something like that. He's been having to do this on his own. And he's getting it done on his own. Even when teams are trying to double team him, uh, put their best defender on him, like you just can't stop Steph Curry. So yeah, I would probably say it's his best season overall. And ironically, he's probably not going to win the MVP award. Yeah, that's true. You can have a real good season in the NBA and not win the NBA award, especially this year. It's harder and harder to win that thing. No doubt. Uh, So we get Steph against LeBron tonight. And while it's not a do or die game necessarily, it's close. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's as close as you can get. What what I I don't know how to fully put this in context <laughs> because this is such an odd thing the NBA is doing and it's new. But what comes to mind is has there ever been a more marquee opening of the playoffs than this? I I mean you, we're not even talking about a series by the way. There's a lot on the line in this game tonight. And it's Steph Curry and LeBron James, and I don't even—I won't mention everybody else like Anthony Davis and the rest. But sure. it's Steph Curry and LeBron James, the two, the biggest names in the sport. Mm-hmm. In the opener, we're not talking about in June. We're talking about here in middle of May. Let me ask you this before we get into the debate here, or I guess just you know we would get into the the game. If you could build your team with one person right now, knowing what you know right now, are you taking LeBron James and Steph Curry? And I think this debate has been closer than ever before. Yeah, it's probably closer to ever before, one based on LeBron's health and age mm-hmm. and Steph Curry's game. I mean, right now, I mean, and he has changed the game to the point where his shot is as critical as the slam dunk. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and maybe more, really, it's more critical than mm-hmm. the slam dunk. You'd have to really twist and turn to get me off LeBron James. Really? I mean, I, I I just still think he's got plenty left in the tank, and I think how everything works around him. And I also believe that he has he has the ability to evolve as his body, and it starts to give way a little bit. you got to yeah. remember, one of LeBron, in my opinion, LeBron James, the, the thing that I, I value about his game so much is his vision. Sure. Like it's so overlooked because he's so good at it and been doing it for 17 years and whatever. Yeah. What he One sees would say on he's the almost court, a passer first sometimes. Yeah. Which, yeah. And, and he's been criticized for that. Yeah. But seriously, what he sees on the basketball court, mm-hmm. so slow that everybody else takes another split second to see, is not appreciated enough by the masses and even by us probably, uh, because we're not playing the game at that speed and level. But I think what he does with with that alone will allow him to play a little deeper, even maybe as the legs go and the jump shot's not there. Or he can't physically manhandle anybody as much. But let's be honest. The way he's built, even at an older age, he's still going to be physically able to manhandle most people. So I I, I would go with LeBron still. But to me, that's why that's his detriment. It's because he is the bigger guy and he plays a little more physical brand of basketball. Like if it's game seven, game on the line, you expect LeBron James to probably guard the best player. You know, like that that takes a wear and toll on your body. And once again, when he's driving to the lane, when he's getting fouled, like that takes a toll on your body. Yeah, that's true. If you look at Steph Curry, you know, Curry's his frame and his style of play. It's very conducive where he can do it for a long time. Not to say that Steph Curry hasn't been injured. Because he has as well, you know, so like not to say he's perfect or anything, but I just think that if you have Steph Curry's game, uh, you know, and you live in that three point line, you, you live with the, the, the pick and roll and all that stuff. It's a little more conducive of where as long as you don't lose your shot, 
you're, you're always going to be in the NBA. You know, like, there's a reason why Kyle Culver played. I think he's retired now. Maybe the guy's still playing. Who knows? I feel like he's been playing forever. But there's a reason guys like Ray Allen and Kyle Culver had such long careers because their style of play dictated that. Well, then when you take Steph Curry, who's like obviously a Ray Allen on steroids or Kyle Culver on steroids, who now is also a pretty good facilitator, can drive to the rim, but obviously specialize in that three-point shot, it's a very more finesse-given game. And when you have that finesse game, that can, in terms of longevity, that can last you a lot longer than possibly LeBron James. It can, but keep in mind, he, keep in mind, he runs like three miles every game. Sure. You know, I mean, it's not like he doesn't get wear and tear. And, and I mean, there's a lot of miles on those legs, and he's got a uh, slimmer frame that when he does. he does get bumped and beat up, that has an effect and an impact. Mm -hmm. So I think you're probably right with that assessment. I just don't know if it, just because he's shooting threes doesn't mean he's bulletproof to last longer, you know? Kuz, Driving Dish Podcast, LeBron James, Steph Curry, what we know right now, who you taking, who you building the team around? Uh, those are my only two options. Yes, and, I'm not. I'm and, not going to say it, Joel Embiid. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Well, okay. I was going to say like T.J. McConnell. I was going to say T.J. McConnell. Yeah, <laughs> but, but like Luca. Like the problem to me is like that age is it's hard right now because both guys are older. So like, are we taking the entire career or are no? We you go right what, now. You got. What you we got know one right last now. Run. You got one Neither. last run. I want Luca. <laughs> you got one last run. Who you build? Who you if building? I'm, if I'm if I'm building. A How about this? Like if the Knicks want one of those two guys. Because they feel like, hey, sure. we got some pieces around, but we need one stud, mm -hmm. right? Which one are they going to go get? Where are you going to get? LeBron, and don't go crazy with, well, they already have this guy, so he I plays like this I just started doing guy. that in my but head a little Randall. bit. <laughs> so obviously maybe Steph Curry a little yeah, more complimentary. Yeah, I was thinking Randall, you yeah, could yeah, get yeah, Steph yeah. Curry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, you're giving up Julius Randall to get one of them, all right? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Humor me. So what are you saying? Well, Curry's they already have Derrick Rose there, no, so right? I would say. So you're the owner of the next right now. Somebody says that, I'm like, Derrick Rose still playing. You know, yesterday, actually. Most forgotten athlete of all time. We were. Yeah, I would say, but but to that point, he might actually win like six man of the year this year. Yeah, like, no, he, said, he has a legit I, I know. chance. We were talking about this like off the mic yesterday, but I'm just telling you, like, if you ask ten people in the grocery store, they think Derrick Rose already retired. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah sure. for sure. I guess I would go Steph, but LeBron, like to me, you can't go wrong with either of them. So, but I'm gonna say Steph. Really. On the fence a little bit. Well, Steph Curry, I like it. I want Steph. I, I mean, I'm saying Steph too. I think in terms of longevity, I, I'm gonna hedge my bet at Steph more but than LeBron. But that's why I'm so like Brent said, one last run. Then then I'm going LeBron because I mean LeBron's shown he can go anywhere and essentially just you're automatically in contention. You know. Well, so then answer the damn hey, question. Hey, Kuzma, birthday boy. Can't can't say this enough. Right. Gonna need you to answer the question. Right. Well, you well, you, answer me, the phone you, you asked two separate either, questions. Either you answer said, the phone or answer the question. You said. Because <laughs> I hear said, that phone in the background. It's you driving nuts. Okay, you're saying if we're building a team. Yes. Brent said one last run. I mean, that's not the same thing. Of, how many more runs is Steph? Hey. Well, well, how many times talking? have we said LeBron James doesn't have many more runs and he's still going? Hey. Kuz. Kuz, answer the phone. <laughs> Almost, uh, almost, right. I, I almost punched my meal. I almost punched my, my meal. I'm getting Kuz. Okay, he's on the phone. I, I had to put him in timeout. He's yeah. in his birthday time. Yeah. So you're taking LeBron James, though. Go suck some helium out of that balloon. <laughs>
Well, this is the next segment after gonna, sucking helium out of the balloon. This is going to end up going to the other show now, too. Hey, you can pick LeBron James or Steph Curry. By the way, That's Steph Curry. Really my own goal is to set yeah. the other station up. By the way, Steph Curry shoots three-pointers. LeBron James a little more bigger and, you know, probably the household sure. name. Who yeah. are you taking? So are we on Steph Curry or LeBron James now, Coos? For your question, Steph, for Brent's question, LeBron. It's, it's two different questions. How old are you today? I'm 30. It's about time Dang. to make decisions, son. Yeah. It's about time to make some damn decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I did make a decision. I made a decision for both. Hey, 30. So 30 is kind of a big one, right? <laughs> At 21, it's whatever. I think that's, I think that's, I think that's why Nicole sent me every balloon in Jacksonville. <laughs> oh, do you have 30? Is that 30 balloons? Oh, I don't know. I think maybe. Oh. It is a lot of balloons, yeah. I don't think it's quite 30. You're going to suck some helium? Do no. some uh, videos? Make no. some funny noises? No, no probably not. I feel like not. you'd be a influencer that way. I don't no. Know. <laughs> I feel like I'm 30. I'm too old for that now. I feel like there's an audience for a helium sucking TikTok. That is there is not? Impressive. Well, yes. Okay, then. Don't be like I'm crazy. I'm, I'm an innovator. All right. Now, to answer my question, to go all the way back to the beginning of this segment, have we ever seen an opening round of the postseason oh, right. like this in any sport? I mean, I, I'm sure we have. Right? You go find me a playoff game that was like the first wild card game, and it was like Marino versus Montana yeah. when he played for the Chiefs. Like, I don't know. I'm. I'm I don't think so, but maybe. Um, so I, I understand my question is very is being dramatic, but you get the sense of it. I mean, this is like this is winter go home time, and you don't get seven games to figure it out. Mm-hmm. This is a massive game. Like this to me is the game of the NBA season, it is. and it might have the chance to be the game of the NBA season, even when they finish the playoffs down the road. I agree with you. The only thing that hurts it, though, is that this isn't win or go home. This is win yeah. or go to a different bracket where you play another yeah, team fair. and then maybe you win that or sure. you don't. You know, that's like, a good point. That, that's the, I'm, I'm, I agree with you, though. It's the biggest game of the year, yeah. in my opinion. But that's just the only caveat. I mean, it definitely is the biggest game of the year, right? I mean, there's definitely. no no there's no there's other NBA game this year, even Christmas Day yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe Christmas nah. Day you could say those games, but they don't but have nobody, the impact Yeah, Bucks like blew out the 76ers. It yeah. wasn't even a game, really. Yeah. Who's right? Remember that game? No, I don't. Christmas Eve? No. Oh, okay. So, yeah, this is, the, this is by far the biggest game of the NBA season, but I get your Look point it to it. Yeah. Uh, your point is, yeah, you don't necessarily go home. But, but it, you kind it's going to go be home. a stunner. It's going to be a big not, a big blow, well, right? You're going back to your corner, and, and you better have a good cut, man. <laughs> and, and on top of that, I mean, you you know, you're regardless of however you come out of this playing tournament, you're either go up, going up against the Suns or the Jazz, who are the two best teams in the NBA record-wise, and you had to play an extra game and not take a week off to rest and recover. So you kind of don't want to have to play two games just to get there to have to play one of the best teams in the league. Who do you think they'd rather play? Uh, so let's say the Lakers. Who, who do you think LeBron and they'd rather play the Suns? I think I'd rather play the Suns. The Suns are still kind of young. They're new to this thing. Yeah, you Will got they... Chris Paul, though. I, I, the, the thing with I, – I don't think you really want to play either of them, but obviously you don't have an option, so that makes you want to go to the Suns. Here comes here comes on the on the fence and decides to miss again. No, 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 no. Because because Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, you know, those two are, are have shown this entire year that they're the best duo right now. So yeah, yeah when Utah plays well, they are so good, right, mm-hmm. offensively mm-hmm. that I don't know if I want to play that. I, again, I really feel like, I, I, like the Suns me, are the reason. 
we're having this question. The Suns are good, too. It's right. not well, to say nobody's right. good. But I just feel you, – you mentioned Chris Paul, but the rest of that – this is, again, this is like almost you, – you have a chance to catch a Suns team. It's like, hey, we made the postseason. Like, we've had a good <laughs> but year. But don't forget. Like, we're almost satisfied with that. But don't forget, yeah, last year yeah. they went undefeated in the bubble because that's what they, they had to do to even have yeah. a chance. They went undefeated. That's kind of where they're, they're – rise started yeah. and you know? then you had chris ball to the list like the the thing i mean you have devin booker and deandre ayton down there like they're going to be a very hard team for the lakers to beat if they're if they if that's who they have to go up against so yeah. i i honestly i don't see the lakers beating either of them and that's kind of where i'm at now you kind of go with the the veteranness and the lebron james why would you ever bet against him vibe in that scenario but i really I think we're going to be in a situation, and I think casual NBA is probably going to be against it, where LeBron and Steph might not be out of the first round of the NBA playoffs. Since we're on NBA topics right now, Brent, and uh, I want to go back to the beginning of the show, Coons did a very mature thing in his in his 30th year of life, uh, and he admitted that he was wrong. Did I? When I asked, you did? Yes. Because when I asked him about, do you think Lonzo Bar- Ball is more <laughs> of, a, of a superstar than Zion Williamson? He said... No, I did not. No, but not the moment. but but Kuz? But he's got more playoff experience. Okay, okay. <laughs> Brent, I'm gonna turn to you now. <laughs> gonna drink a little water quick because because I'm getting ready for this. <laughs> Brent, so are you gonna stick by your statement and say that? That was not the statement. Lonzo. That's the problem. What was the statement? The statement was nobody talks about. Zion Williams. Sure, sure. I'll tell you they who talk did. About Twitter when, when when they made him Iron Man for Marvel Night. I ESPN. still will say it. Like, when was the last time I've seen Zion Williamson on Sports Center? It's made him. He's been, you know the last be, time he's been injured. You, I, well, exactly. You know the last him. time I, I heard Zion Williamson's name mentioned? Yeah. The All Star Game. All right. Well, because he was fun watching the All Star Game. That was like in February. Okay. Maybe it was he he was also Iron Man in the Marvel Night on ESPN. Well, I sure as hell don't pay attention to that. Well, I'll tell you what. A lot of people do. Pretty big franchise, Brent. Let's go back to that box score real quick. I'm sure, you know, Bob did okay. Lamella Ball, I mean, not Lonzo. Uh, four, four for 14, though. <sighs> See, the thing 14 about points. It, but even in, in a negative way, is, they'll talk about Ball because he has his critics. The whole family does. So they yeah, want to see him be I was talking failed. more about Miles Bridges' 23 points last night, but I get what you're saying. That was a dud last night. I know you guys already talked about it. Yeah. What a bummer, huh? Potato, 50 points, a 50 burger. Yeah, that was insane. That. I'll pretend to be a Celtics fan again. Don't sleep on the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, you're going to pretend to be a Celtics fan. <laughs> we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. It's been going well. Um, you know, I think obviously transition requires a lot of effort and, and a lot of work um, to learn the new system, to make sure that, you know, you're as comfortable as you possibly can be uh, with the terminology and, and you know, what, what they expect from you. There's always uh, differences, uh, nuance between, you know, different schemes and, and what, you know, certain coaches, um, you know, how they like certain things. And so... I've been working really hard to uh, to try and get on the same page with them and been excited that we're able to, to start and get out on the field this week and, um, you know, just start to get guys lined up, moving around and, and making steps in the right direction. I assume that's Matt Ryan. Yes. 
Matt Ryan uh, talking and making a little bit of headlines. Says still got stuff in the tank. Obviously, the Atlanta Falcons say he does as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got football at five coming up. We'll talk more uh, about the Jags as well, including what Shaquille Griffin said today about the buy-in. So we'll hear from some of the Jags. But I want to get to this real quick. The whole Tony LaRusa thing. Yeah. You know, if we go back to the beginning, when Tony LaRusa was hired, I remember saying, this is dumb. <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a, listen, he's a great baseball guy. I'm not, yeah, this is no, not we, knocking his resume. Yeah, he's yeah. a 71-year-old guy in a in a kid's world, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not – it just – it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, I said that – I kind of used the word stupidity a couple times on Twitter, and somebody said, oh, you mean about the team that's first place in the AL Central? Like, well, that's a great point. You know what? Give me a good team in the AL Central. Like the AL, they they sh- they would be in first place with you and I managing them. Like the, the White Sox are good. Like they yeah, are, they're yeah, ready yeah, to they're, blossom. They're you yeah, know, for sure. Now listen, I, I'm not going to tell you. Tony Larusa is probably doing some things behind. He's doing a good job. All right, they're mm-hmm. in first place. The record I can't knock. Well, and especially in the AL Central, where I don't know, where, I can't remember like how the whole thing went down where you had them finishing, but like the Twins were expected to be pretty good. They were. They've so been disappointing. Yeah, and so are the Indians. The Indians been okay. Like, but I'm saying that like the preseason, you know, people yeah. I think we're talking but about a little bit. This isn't the AL East. I mean, this isn't the You're Yankees, right. Rays, and Blue Jays. Where the, and then the Red Sox have added to it by surprising, really. You know, that's correct. Uh, th- this isn't maybe the NL West. You know, where you got the Dodgers and Padres and yeah. and then San Francisco. You aren't wrong there. So the whole thing, if you, if you missed it, you know, three zero in a, a, a fielder. Is pitching because they're getting killed. Um, home run, swings at a 3-0 pitch, hits a home run. Yeah. Uh, the baseball rules say you can't do that. Tony LaRusso rips him for doing that. His own player for doing that. Well, it was, it was, I mean, with all the respect, it was kind of funny, Brent, because it was 3-0. You have a utility player, yeah. a, 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 you know, not a, a non-pitcher throwing just a meatball at 45 miles per yeah, hour. It's like, 49 like, miles it's, like it's batting practice. And then the dude just goes, yeah, I'm going to hit this one out of here. We'll see you. Like, I don't know. And by the way, those are the hardest times to hit for a lot of those guys. Yeah. Because you don't want to be embarrassed. True. You're right. And True. you're facing a. It, and so I think it's. Uh, again, I, don't, I don't mind. I think it's over the top about, oh, let the 3-0 stuff. You got your other side now, the 3-0 people. And it, it's a little over the top. But the unwritten rules are gone in baseball. This isn't really. You know what? If you want to throw behind them, and I'm, I'm an okay guy with the policing itself and the unwritten rules. You don't even see it a lot anymore. The bat flips are now allowed. The, the, the jubilation and having fun. I'm cool with it. I think traditionalists have become more and more cool with it. Yeah. I think it's a fun part of the game. And I think people have embraced it. And they get it. But. Uh, from time to time, if you don't like something, you want to throw behind a guy. So what? I mean, throw behind him. I don't care. Yeah. But Tony Larusa coming into the middle and being like, "Yeah, hey, uh, you're not sticking up for your player at all." And that's the most that's, important. That's the part. whole story here. End of story. Yeah. The not, end. Not even not not only sticking up for him, Austin, but throwing him under the bus essentially. Yeah. On two separate nights, saying, "Yeah, what is that too?" Yeah. I mean, that's you, you're you're not coaches and managers and whatever. They don't always agree with what their players do. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times they have their back, and oftentimes they have their back, and many times they have their back. You go all the way back to Jalen Ramsey and Doug Marone. Like you said it. You know why Jalen Ramsey was mad? Because Doug didn't have his back Correct. on that play. Yeah. That's why he was mad. Yeah. Jalen wasn't right. You shouldn't have called. You shouldn't have challenged him. But he, but he was mad because he didn't have his back. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so that means uh, something to players. Exactly. And, like, you know, it's kind of the exact same line, but even with with this incident right now in Chicago, it's even more aggressive because you're essentially saying you had it coming, 
right? And like this is to me, and I, I get it. The White Sox are having a good season. Congratulations to them. But to me, this is what makes a good football coach, or it's what makes a good NHL coach. You see this happen all the time in NHL, where even if your player's in the wrong, you have to have his back. Because, you know, NHL is a violent sport. But when we talk about MLB, where, you know, it's a little more mundane, um, it can be a little more freestanding, you still have to have your players back at all times. That's the number one thing, especially with the modern era athlete, regardless of the sport. They want to feel appreciated. It wants to feel like a family. And you're going to go above and beyond and say, I don't have our players back. He had it coming. And what are you thinking? And by the way, I'll just say this, too. I said this to Ty this morning. We were talking about it. I said, you remember Mercedes, the guy at the front and center of this whole thing? He's the reason you're in first place. I know. He's hitting 368. He yeah. basically put you in on his back in the first three weeks of the year. Like, that's why you got off to such a good start. This isn't just like... Brent Martineau, eight hitter hitting 220. Yeah. This is like their guy. That's that's how you lose a locker room right there. It's, it's exact. I mean, hey, if you want a, a TED talk, if you want a master class on how to lose a locker room, look what Tony La Russa is doing. He's like, hitting 368, and the manager doesn't have his back. But at the same time, <laughs> they're almost winning to spite him now. Right? It's I mean, a weird deal. And Marusa comes out today and basically says, or the latest thing I saw was that, hey, we're fine in there. It's okay to disagree, and, and, and I'll listen to everybody. So maybe LaRusa smooths this over, and maybe I'll have to give him credit in a couple of weeks for smoothing it over the right way and letting these guys be and letting them kind of spit back at them. You know, because they're going on social media, and they're like, yeah. they're basically giving the manager the bird on this thing. I understand Major League Baseball is different, but this happened in an NFL locker room, Brent. You wouldn't just hash it over. There would be discrepancies for weeks and weeks down the line. Yeah, you know there would be. The story's not done here. We'll see yeah. if that is the case. We'll see what they do win loss wise. Winning does hide a lot of that stuff. True. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm not on the LaRusso side of this, at least not now. Football at five. We'll hear from Shaq Griffin and LaVisca Chanel. Jaguars have almost perfect attendance. Remember that was a big thing in school? <laughs> Kind of a big thing. All the nerds. Here in May in Jacksonville. Cool. Do you have a perfect attendance? Probably not, huh? Yeah. Fred? Uh, I don't think I ever did. I might have won like an elementary okay, school. Okay, well, just because I said nerds jokingly doesn't mean you can't admit it now. If you had perfect nah, attendance, I was, uh, I was let second it, let in the CY spelling bee, though, so nerd up. Flex. Baby. We'll be back. Flex.